It's been almost two decades since we started our journey to educate and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future. Our goal is to help you accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you to set your financial goals and guide you along the way. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. Standing by, taking off... This is the podcast, Managing Your Financial Future. Having fun on the air and off the air. Uh, You know, Professor Rick Plum is here with me. I'm Johnny Dean. I'm host of this particular podcast. Uh, Not an advisor, but I hang out with advisors. I I didn't think advisors were supposed to be fun, Professor Plum, but you and I seem to have a good time. (laughs) No, that's actuaries. Actuaries are no fun. I've met actuaries who are nice. But yeah, yeah not, oh, very. but they can't quote old movies. And if you can't quote old <laughs> movies or old TV shows, I mean, I'm not going to hang use? out. I'm not going to hang out that long with you. So anyway, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Hey, if, if you're an actuary out there listening, you might be different. Give us a, you know, shoot us an email or call us and tell us, uh, give us a quote from, uh, if you can quote Animal House, Blues Brothers, and Smokey the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. If you can give us a quote from each of those three movies, and a bonus <laughs> if you have a, a, a MASH quote, and I mean the TV show. If you're an actuary and you can give us old quotes, then then you're going to be just fine. So I appreciate that. We have a lot of listeners who understand how this thing works. I, I want to talk about something here that we, we had brought this up, gosh, a long time ago. But I want to revisit this topic because we've gotten some questions on this particular issue, Professor Plum. And the the, the the topic we brought up a long time ago had to do with we, with what we call the three biggest risks to your nest egg. And yes. I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to list those here and then you can comment on them and tell me if uh, if these are still what you would consider the three biggest risks. Here they are. The biggest risks to your nest egg in no particular order are living too long, dying too soon or getting sick along the way. Now, when we say a risk to your nest egg, what are we referring to? The risk that you're going to it's going to devastate that nest egg or what? It means you could run out of money uh, without when you're still here. I mean, the, that's the problem that you don't have enough to retire. The, the risk to your nest egg is that the nest egg goes away before you do. Um now the risk of dying that that's the that's the risk to the surviving spouse yes. not necessarily uh you're obviously if you're dying uh, the risk to your nest egg is not that big of an issue because you don't need it anymore unfortunately um but the risk of dying is the risk to the, that the surviving spouse or that others who are financially dependent upon you uh, don't have the resources to do what they need to do. So it's not just, we're not just talking about being, you know, a retired couple. We're talking about, you know, maybe a young family. The risk of the breadwinner dying early can really put the uh, surviving family in in peril. Um, obviously, for a, a retired couple, the, the death of a spouse is not just an emotionally traumatic issue, but could be financially devastating as well if they weren't set up properly. And, um, so, I mean, there's risks all along the way. Yeah. Risk of dying is one of them. Risk of living too long. You, you've been living so long, you've been taking money out of your portfolio, and now there's no portfolio left, and what else are we going to do? And the other side of it is, what if you get sick and it costs a ton of money to take care of you, and the only money, you know, Medicaid doesn't kick in until you've 
basically used up the majority of your money and that will either leave you if you happen to get better or your surviving spouse with very little money going forward. Yeah. So so what we're left with, as you said, this is not just for a retiree. Living too long would, of course, be meaning that you're, you're, you're quite old, I would assume, but not necessarily. Um, this could be for anyone at any particular age. So let's take let's take each of these and I'll have you comment on what you think a potential remedy might be. We'll start with the one that financial advisors, planners and people tend to think of as coming first, which is outliving your assets. You're living too long. Now, I would guess, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that people are not going to outlive their assets because they, as they sense that the, the well is running dry, they would have to cut back on their lifestyle. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But <laughs> You would think that, but it isn't always true. Well, yeah. A lot of people, when they get into retirement, they unfortunately do compromise and say, well, I'm not going to deplete my portfolio. Therefore, I'm not going to do what I had planned or what I'd hoped for in retirement. So I'm going to cut back. I'm not going to travel as much or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I have to quit because my body can't take it, whatever the case may be. Uh, but there are those, and I've unfortunately run into many of them, who just don't understand the correlation between the spending that they're taking, the distributions that they're taking from their portfolio, and math and how long it will last. Uh, I remember you and I took a phone call on the air, this is probably a decade ago, but the person had was 65, they were healthy, they wanted to retire, uh, and over and above their social and pensions and all that, they wanted 30,000 a year from their portfolio. Well, that sounds fine, right? But they only had about 270, 280,000 in their portfolio. Oh, yeah. And they wanted that to last forever. In fact, their fixed expenses were gonna last forever, and they needed that more than just 10 or 11 years. Well, to get $30,000 a year out of, call it 300000 without depleting it dramatically, you, you have to be earning high single digits, you know, 8, 9, 10% to maintain some some form of the portfolio or else it is going to go to zero. And you would have to probably now, earn that every year. five when you say that, that's one thing. <laughs> 105. But at 60, 65, that means you're running into trouble. You're going to run out of money at some point soon. Now, for some people, they have a much higher distribution rate than the over than that old so-called four percent rule, but it's only for a short period of time. Uh, maybe they've got their mortgage to be paid off in six years, and then their income in needs, their retirement needs, drop by you know eighteen thousand or twenty-four thousand dollars a year, and that for the, the downturn of the portfolio is a short-term issue, not a long-term issue. So it's all about how we're going to deal this, but running out of money before you run out of time is an issue and you do need to have protections in place. So how you set up your portfolio, whether you just take a straight distribution from a balanced portfolio, which works really well if the market just goes up and up and up and up, but doesn't work well if you have a downturn in the market that stays down for more than six weeks like we've seen in the past couple of years. Uh, it's just you have to be ready for what if you live. And some people say, well, yeah, I just need the income to last until I'm 83 ish because I'll probably I'll probably pass away like normal, you know, you know, normal life expectancy, early mid 80s. But what if you don't? And so they set yeah. the portfolio up to be gone by, you know, 83. You know, they they go by the old adage. I want my last check to be if people write checks still uh, the <laughs> last check to the undertaker to bounce. Well, what if that 
Undertaker doesn't come into the picture until long after there's no checks left. So what can people do? I mean, that is obviously a risk of living too long. I would assume that you would need to plan for something like that well before you've got six months left of your your portfolio's got six months left to live. Well, the first step is to determine whether or not your distribution is even reasonable. The person I talked about before who was trying to take 10% plus a year out of his portfolio and expected to live for 20, 30 years, that's not a reasonable goal. So they needed to work on the budget side of the house. But on the other side where you've got somewhat reasonable goals, you know, five, maybe even 6% distributions, now it's a matter of structuring your portfolio correctly to fend off the worst thing that can happen to you, which is go through a bad period of time in the market and have to start taking money and have to continue taking money out of the portfolio when the market's down, because then it can never recover. The other thing is you can fix, you can basically insure a portion of it, buy a pension. You can make sure that you never run out of a certain amount of income. And the, when, when we're talking about financial planning, a lot of times we look at creating guaranteed income. Now, if somebody says they want to retire with eight nine thousand dollars a month, and uh, they may not need to guarantee all eight or nine thousand a month, they may, you know, you look at what are your fixed expenses? What are those expenses that are going to be there when you wake up in the morning, whether you have any fun or not? And you want to make sure that you have all that covered, so you're not, you know, living on the street, you're not eating dog food, you you, you don't have to make that big of a dramatic cutback, but you basically set yourself up so that between your social security, your pensions, and the guaranteed income that you have, it covers at least the fixed expenses that you're going to have for the rest of your life, the insurance, the day-to-day food, the uh, cost of the you know your rent or your mortgage or your uh, property tax and other business, you know, household expenses that just aren't going to go away. I mean, the mortgage may go away if you've got a chance to get it paid off in the next X number of years, but the rest of the expense of the house isn't going to go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even when you pay it off, I, I talk to people and they say, "Yeah, my my house payment is three thousand dollars a month, and so I'd like to pay off the mortgage and get rid of that three thousand a month." But then when you look at it, their property taxes and insurance are eighteen hundred of that, and so if they pay off their mortgage, they're only saving twelve hundred, which is still good. But they, they somehow get the idea that that payment that they've impounded, all of it goes away. Uh, unfortunately, no. Doesn't happen anyway, that way. So the idea is to fix, to create a baseline income that you can never outlive, so that you always have, you know, food. You always have your insurance. You always have the the basics covered. And so you, maybe you don't fly first class to Europe every other month, um, but at least you are still comfortable and you're you're still fed and clothed and protected from the elements. Yeah, and and uh, you know there are many ways. You said buy a pension, and uh, just for clarity's sake, uh, give us twenty seconds on what you mean by buying a pension. Well, finding a way to buy some guaranteed source of income, and right now the only place you can buy a guaranteed source of income is through an insurance company. It's a form of insurance. It's an annuity that pays you, and it says, "Here's what we're going to pay you for the rest of your life." Um, there's different ways to do it. Uh, depending upon how much is left over or the potential for having anything left over, you could you know, have a higher or lower payout, you know, given how much is left over or not left over at the end. There are ways to do it. Uh, and there is, it, it's not going to earn 10% a year. It's not going to be a huge income earner. It's going to earn a rate of return for guaranteed income. But there's more value 
than just the rate of return. Which I guess is why you would have bought it in the first place. Which That's why you buy it. Helps you to buy potentially it for that sleep at night factor. Right. It helps to potentially mitigate that risk of, of living too long. And of course, those they're not for everybody. You need to discuss with your financial advisor whatever costs and all that stuff may hap- may go along with it. Sometimes there are costs to it, sometimes there are not. Uh, but so so these are some of the things, Professor Plum, that you can some of the steps you can take to avoid living too long. That's one of the three risks, uh, biggest risks here, nest egg. Let's cover the next one, which I think a lot of people figure has to do with insurance. And you may be right. That is dying too soon. In other words, you've got a family of four or five and they're in their 30s, 40s, maybe starting to get in or just getting into their peak earning years. And one of them goes away, as in dies. Uh, what Unfortunately, happens? Unfortunately, it happens. Yep. And I remember years back there was a, when I was younger and had younger kids, there was a, a family on one of my kids teams. They had it all. They had the boat, the toys, the nice house, the, the cool cars. They had everything. Then the, the guy was making pretty good money. He was making, okay, he was making really good money. Yeah. And unfortunately, he died. And he was the main breadwinner. Uh, he was the only breadwinner in this case. And then it came out that everything they had was on payments. Oh. There wasn't a single thing paid for, and there was no savings. And oh. more detrimental to everything there was no life insurance oh. so that family went from basically you know vacationing at the river and do, traveling here and doing this hawaii and all that having a beautiful house and all this to almost nothing you know selling everything well not selling because it got taken back wow. uh, and having you know a very dramatic change in life um and so that's where yes insurance is an important issue but i think more importantly in that particular issue the guy was making great money. If he had saved some of it, it would have helped. If he would have been paying cash for some of it, yes, he would not have had the coolest of the cool stuff. I mean, he had really nice stuff. They had some really cool toys and I love toys, um, <laughs> but not a single, you know, it's what good is it? If it, I mean, it just takes a huge amount of cash flow. If he had waited just a little bit, he would have been able to pay cash for things and his spouse, you know, his family could have sold those if they had to, or maybe they could have kept a few things from the previous life. But a lot of it has to do with living within your means, protecting what you can. And at their age, term insurance would have been dirt cheap. I mean, it, it would have been almost nothing. And it would have been very easy for them. Now, that's at a young age. What do you do for an older age? Well, for the older age, well, first off, when you're younger, you start saving and you try to build up a portfolio. And then you, where you look for insurance is what happens if I pass away and this portfolio, will it provide enough for my surviving spouse? Most of the time we're seeing insurance for you know, retirees. We're dealing with people who have pensions, who have decided to take the life only option on their pension, but are worried that if they die too soon, their spouse needs some money still. So they buy insurance to protect against them dying too soon to replace that pension. When you're young, you're buying insurance to replace your income to support the family. When you're older, in many cases, you're buying insurance, life insurance, to protect that income that goes away when you die. And most of the time, it's a pension. Uh, it could be um, a, um, some amount of Social Security that will go away when you pass away. Because with a husband and wife, when, once one of them passes away, only the higher of the two benefits continues. You don't get to take them both. Uh, so there is going to be some loss of income. And so these are all things that can be insured 
your life can be insured. Uh, your income can be insured. Uh, and it's just a matter of planning, so, setting yourself appro- up appropriately and doing what's right rather than just spending every dime you get every minute you get it. So it may not necessarily be too late. Uh, you know, a lot of, I know some people who, who give up their life insurance once they're retired because they feel like they don't need to protect an income anymore. Correct. But But is that something that... Uh, and they may, is this something that that somebody who's in there say their mid sixties should? They, they they I would I would guess it means they shouldn't just jump into the 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 idea that we should give up our insurance. Um, well, before you give up your insurance, you have to look at what am I protecting? Because you may never get it back. Yeah, correct. And it's all meant. You say you know you may not have the income. You're not you're not working anymore. But like I said, if you have a pension that goes away. Now you're still protecting your income. If you have social security that goes away and you need your surviving spouse needs that. Now, generally speaking, when there's only one person, they may not need quite as much money per year to live or per month to live as a couple does. Uh, But on the other side, their income taxes will go up a little bit. So their expenses go up. And like we talked about before, their income goes down a little bit because they lose the lower of the two social security benefits. Um, And so do we need to protect that income? Do we need to protect something uh, for that surviving spouse? What is it that we are trying to accomplish and how are we going to do it? Do we have a big enough portfolio? Um, I was talking to somebody the other day, you know, they've got, they're, they're spending like 30 or 40,000 out of their portfolio, but they got $6 million in their portfolio. Um, they probably from a protecting the income standpoint, don't need life insurance. Now, whether they want it for some other reason, I don't know. But you know, it's a matter of let's look at what's happening. What is it that you're doing? Uh, and I don't like giving up insurance prematurely uh, because I just feel like you're tempting fate. But uh, <laughs> if it's expensive, you kind of almost have to in some cases. Yeah, the karma belief right there you're saying or, or yes. whatever it is. I don't know. It's, it's, it's the, the, the rule of wing walking. Don't, don't, uh, don't let go of something <laughs> until you have a hold of something else. Uh, so that's the risk of dying too soon. And then the other one that, that we, we're running out of time, but uh, talking about getting sick along the way. Uh, the younger you are, the less you tend to think about things like this. Uh, the younger you are, the more you think it's not going to happen to you. But even I think in some instances, Professor Plum, people who are in their 60s as they're getting ready to retire, they don't give this a whole lot of thought because they've been healthy their whole lives. How do you mitigate this risk of getting sick along the way? Well, and it is, it's again, it's about ensuring, making sure you have proper insurance. Um, and you need to check your insurance to make sure you have proper insurance, whether you're young or old, to make sure you're covered for the areas that you're dealing with. But the biggest threat for a lot of people in retirement specifically isn't the threat that they need, you know, they have a heart attack uh, and they have, uh, they go to the hospital because Medicare and some others, they may be out of pocket, you know, several thousand dollars, but for people that's not going to completely devastate their life. It'll hurt, but it won't, it'll hurt, but it won't kill them. Um, It's the, the long-term convalescent areas that Cost four, five, six, eight thousand dollars a month, depending on the cover level of coverage you care you need, that could have a big issue on a portfolio, and that's where a portfolio could get decimated fairly quickly. And again, it's not just for the individual that's in the home; it's for the surviving spouse too, because you know they're trying to take care of that person. So, do we want to transfer that risk to an insurance company uh, and cover that area? Some people 
their family history and their lifestyle, they say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to chance it. I don't, nobody's ever in my family's ever needed it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, everything that has happened in our family either kills us or we, it doesn't affect us. So we don't need the long-term care and other families. They look at it and say, yeah, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, they've all needed help. They've all needed care. And we've watched how the surviving spouse basically work themselves to death trying to take care of the non-well spouse and we just don't want to have that happen in our house and you know do you want your kids taking care of you doing the things changing your diaper or whatever you want to call it uh who's going to do that for you so a lot of times uh, we look at history we look at family we look at lifestyle we look at what's going on and can the portfolio sustain that kind of additional draw down and still provide for a surviving spouse or you know if it's a single individual you know we're looking at what do you want this money to or do you want to spend this money for your current care or do you want to leave it to the kids are we protecting this you know are we ensuring this so that the kids can get something out of this and that's what the way some people look at it but it's all a matter of what are the risks that you're facing and what and you're talking we, about how important are they to you and how do we protect them yeah and what you're talking about is some form of long-term care insurance which, which some people just say i i don't want to do it uh, but by the time they realize they need it it's too late right but it's and it used to be that it, it when we get into retirement having an additional expense monthly premium quarterly premium it gets it, it's it's no fun so with some of the newer products out there some of these linked benefit problems we can create the coverage and the biggest risk or the biggest problem with long-term care that people see is that what if I don't need it? I've spent all this dadgum money and I don't need it. Well, hopefully your car insurance is that way too. Uh, same <laughs> thing with your homeowner's insurance. Hopefully that's the same way too. You yes. never need it. Life insurance, yeah, we figure if it's a permanent policy, eh, we're going to get something out of that. But with long-term care, people are worried that they're going to pay for something and not need it. Uh, and so these linked benefit policies come in nicely because you you carve off a block of your assets, put it into one of the policies. And if you don't need the insurance and the money's still there, you can use it for whatever you want. Uh, You can, and it can go to your kids or your heirs, whoever you want to leave it to. But on the other side, if you do need long-term care, it leverages up that, that block of money you put in there sometimes three times, you know, of what you put into it to give you coverage. So it's, it's not a use it or lose it type issue well we've talked about these link benefit policies before and if you've heard our podcast you can you can check that out we may talk about it again uh, as well they're not they're they're relatively new considering how long long-term care insurance industry has been around but they are relatively new with regard to that but if you want to check it out or if you want some more information on that you can call us we've been talking about this the three biggest risks to your nest egg living too long dying too soon or getting sick and or getting sick along the way and really I, I think when you get down to financial planning, Professor Plum, if you cover each of those risks to your nest egg, uh, that's a fairly decent financial plan right there. Would you agree? Well, yes, especially if you cover the risk of living too long by appropriately allocating your portfolio so that you don't have the problem of a downturn in the market 
decimating your portfolio going forward. Yeah. You know, you have less of a chance of running out of money that way. Managing your financial future. We talk about this. We talk about managing your financial present. Uh, we do all we can to give you the information that you need. If you would like some more information on any of this stuff, or if you would like some help doing it, you want some advice, you want to get stuff put together for yourself, for your heirs, for your, uh, for your spouse, make sure everybody is set up potentially the way you would like them to be set up. Uh, give Professor Plum a call or talk to him one or the other. 800-644-1150. That's the number at Lucia Capital Group, our longtime sponsor of this particular program, 800-644-1150. You can also go to luciacap.com. You can contact us there if you have any suggestions about podcast topics that you'd like us to talk about. You know, we've talked about uh, here uh, about the living too long, dying too soon, getting sick along the way. And and in the next couple of weeks, Professor Plum, I'd like to cover something that would that, that does happen to people, and that, that's what happens when you're spouse dies because just about everybody who is married is likely going to be one of them is going to be grieving the other one uh in almost every instance and yeah, it's, un- it's unusual they, they go together right so what do you do so i would like to cover that as well sometime maybe in the next couple of weeks but if you'd like to address these things for your own individual situation once again the off-air number 800-644-1150 or go to luciacap.com l-u-c-i-a-c-a-p.com uh covering risks professor plum this is fun i think we'll do this again next week you're gonna be here I shall be here. All right. I appreciate you being here, Professor Rick Plum, certified financial planner, professional uh, financial advisor to the stars and whatever else you want to call him. <laughs> For Professor Rick Plum, I'm your host, your moderator of this podcast, Johnny Dean. We thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice, and is not specific to any individual's personal circumstances. To the extent that this material concerns tax matters, it is not intended or written to be used and can cannot be used by a taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding penalties that may be imposed by law. Each taxpayer should seek independent advice from a tax professional based on his or her individual circumstances. You should always seek counsel of the appropriate advisor prior to making any investment decision. All investments are subject to risk, including the loss of principal. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. However, its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. These materials are provided for general information and educational purposes based upon publicly available information from sources believed to be reliable. We cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. The information in these materials may change at any time and without notice. No client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from LCG or from any other investment professional. Examples cited are hypothetical, are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. Annuities are long-term investment products designed for retirement purposes. Guarantees are based on the claims-paying ability of the issuer subject to their terms and conditions. Early withdrawals may be subject to surrender penalties and, if taken prior to age 59 and a half, may be subject to an additional 10% federal tax. Annuities are not FDIC insured. Certain terms and conditions apply. So please read insurance company materials carefully. Long-term care coverage policies and provisions may not be available in all states. Approval may be subject to the terms and conditions of the insurance company. Insurance product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company and are subject to their terms and conditions. Insurance services offered through LPL Financial or its licensed affiliates. California Insurance License Number 0518721. The information provided is based on current laws which are subject to change at any time. Lucia Capital Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Social Security rules can be complex. For more information about Social Security benefits, visit the SSA website at ssa.gov or call 800-772-1213 to speak with an SSA representative. Rick Plum is a registered representative with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial.
Financial, a registered investment advisor and member FINRA SIPC. The investment professionals are affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital Group, a separate entity from LPL Financial.